Hey, and welcome to the GCC Youth Podcast. GCC Youth is a student ministry of Gracewood Community Church. We meet every Wednesday evening from 645 to 8. Find us on Facebook or Instagram at GCC Youth Lebanon and follow us for the latest on what's happening. We hope you're encouraged by this message and inspired to grow in your faith. Thanks for listening. Now to the message. All right, guys. Welcome. Good to see you guys. That was my water. All right, so good to see you guys tonight. Um, we are on week two of Save the Date, and if uh, you haven't been with us, um, well, you've missed week one. So you can find it on the podcast or something if you want. Um, but we're really glad you, to see you guys here tonight. Um, and so I have a question for you to start off with. Um, I don't want you to spend a lot of time thinking about this question, um, but can you remember the last time that you got a song stuck in your head? It might have been this morning when you're getting ready for school or whatever. Um, and so whenever that happens, um, some of you keep singing that song to yourself, but it's in your head and you still think about it uh, sometimes all day. And for others of you, if there's a song stuck in your head, then the world's got to know about it because you're going to be singing it all the time, right? And you sing it out loud and you might even be thinking, why can't I get this song out of my head, right? Whenever you do. So quickly, uh, real quickly, let's have a couple of you tell me what's the last song that got stuck in your head? Bubble Guppies. <laughs> oh my gosh, Bubble Guppies. That is directly aligned with what I'm about to say. So that is awesome. I didn't tell him anything. We didn't cheat. Jonathan, I didn't cheat. Anybody else? What's another song that got stuck in your head? Anything recently got stuck in your head? But you know, you get those tunes in your head. You just can't get them out. Um, when it's a song you love, you know, get it, getting it stuck in your head is a good thing. You like to kind of replay it all the time. You sing it all day, and usually you're fine with it. But if it's a song that you hate, it is a real pain getting it out of your brain, is it not? If you got a little brother or a little sister or you do some babysitting maybe or maybe you work with kids from time to time, you know that kids' songs are the worst. Am I right? Anyone else get me on this one? And so you might hear songs like <clears throat> Baby Shark. They get stuck in your head, make you want to rip off your eyebrows. Oh, wait, now it's stuck in your head, isn't it? <laughs> You're welcome for that. But music isn't the only thing that can get stuck in our heads. Uh, sometimes um, there are times when, when, like, I want sushi so bad that that's all I can think about, uh, said none of you ever, I know. But whether it's a, a meal or it's a new pair of shoes you've been eyeing or you want to buy uh, something special or some candy you're dying to eat or something like that. We, we all get the idea of becoming mental, mentally consumed with a thing, uh, with a person, maybe with an idea. Uh, and so another thing that can get stuck in your brain is what we're talking about in this series, Save the Date. And that's the idea of, wait for it, you guessed it, dating, right? So the idea of dating. You might not call it dating, whatever you call it, but you get the point, right? Um, it's just the idea of having somebody in your life that you're interested in romantically, and hopefully they're interested in you too, right? So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about the idea of dating. And if you found yourself uh, interested in someone recently, then you know that it's a lot like getting that song stuck in your head, and it's hard to get out of your mind. And it's like you can't get it out of your brain. The person is in your brain. You can't stop thinking about them, no matter how hard you try. So they're all you think about. Okay? Anybody, anybody know where I'm going here? Yeah? And that's totally normal, by the way. And it's not necessarily a problem. It only becomes a problem when a person 
or the idea of having a person becomes an obsession. Okay, that's when it becomes a problem. And you've probably seen this happen with people you know. Maybe it's the guy who can't have a conversation without talking about his girlfriend constantly. Maybe it's the girl that no matter what you say or whatever you're doing, she's like, oh, that reminds me of blank, whoever that is, and redirects the conversation to some dude that she's dating. Or it's the guy that compares every other girl to his girlfriend. Susie would never do that. She's perfect. They're obsessed, right? So how do you know when this idea becomes an obsession? How do you know? Well, it's when you have somebody in your life, and they're all you think about. Like, they cloud all the other thoughts. They cloud everything up. So you can't think straight for nothing. It's when you have somebody in your life, and they're the only person maybe that you spend time with. You have no time for everyone, anyone else. The people who are closest to you haven't seen you in forever because most of your free time is spent exclusively with this special person. It's when you have somebody in your life, and it's... They're the person that you talk about all the time, and they're all you talk about. Your friends don't have to guess what you're going to say because they already know you're going to bring up that special person again. It's maybe even when you don't have somebody in your life, but the idea of having someone in your life takes up so much headspace. You're searching and waiting and wanting and hoping to find that person, and you talk about it more than people who are actually dating talk about each other. And so this one's just as bad, okay? You might be thinking, why is this a bad thing? It's not like I'm obsessed with stealing puppies or eating rocks or something like that, and that would be a real problem, mind you. Um, but you might be thinking, if I have a relationship with someone or I'm or being an in, interested in someone, that shouldn't be a bad thing. So why are you making it sound like it is? Well, you're right. There's nothing wrong with having someone in your life, and there's nothing wrong with with being excited about having someone in your life. And if you don't have someone in your life, there's nothing wrong with wishing that you could, okay? But when everything else in your life seems to fade out because of this person, that's when it becomes a problem. And there's a few reasons why. First reason is this. You miss out when that's the case. There's so much to do in high school right now that, that you'll miss out if you're obsessed with a relationship or the idea of relationship. You'll miss out on, on chances to make memories with your friends and with your family and sp have special times. You'll miss out on chances to connect with people in your life, such as family and friends. Um, you'll miss out on chances to develop your talents if you're obsessed, okay? You may even miss out on chances to learn something new or to influence others in a positive way. But being too focused on on any one thing, whether it's a person, a relationship, or, or even a hobby, is never a good idea because of how it shrinks your life down. Now, the second reason everything else in your life seems to fade out when you're obsessed with someone is that you end up alienating people, okay? And I know that you've probably seen this by this time in your life. People are in relationships, and they get so close, and they infatu they're infatuated with one another, and they alienate people. Your friends aren't stupid. They realize, and even if you think they don't, when, when your heart, your energy, and your time, and your thoughts are not with them, they, they know it, right? They know when that's the case. Um, they feel the distance. They feel the separation from your friendship, and eventually it takes a toll on, on all your relationships. And all of a sudden, the people that you used to care about so much uh, don't feel like you really care about them, even if you really do, because you're not able to show it, okay? You're stuck. And people notice when they fall and kind of off your priority list, right? They notice that. Um, so it's a great way to make your close friends feel, feel lonely, and that's a horrible feeling. Honestly, being around couples who are overly obsessed with one another 
or being around someone who is just plain obsessed with the idea of dating can be really annoying, right? Uh, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, because when dating becomes someone's whole world and all they talk about and all they are infatuated with, they're not really acting like a dating couple anymore. We've all been around people who act like a married couple in high school. And even if it kind of seems rom romantic a little bit, it's, it's actually kind of weird, right? It's weird. Let's just admit. We've all seen people give up friends, uh, give up sports, give up hobbies in their life, uh, things that they once called important, uh, even their, their own identity in some cases for the person they're dating. And deep down, we know they're really just missing out. Okay, They're missing out. There's a right way to do it. It's okay to have relationships, but there's a way to do it to where you don't have to miss out. Okay, You can get all this other stuff. So the question is, what do you do about it? Well, you can't not care about someone if you care about them, right? I mean, you can't not. Um, the whole point is to care, but how, how much is good for you and how much isn't? Um, so in this series, we've been talking about saving the date or, or rescuing, maybe rescuing your dating life from common things that can make it less awesome. Um, but what do you do to make sure you're not the one who needs saving? Maybe it's you. So uh, in order to help us kind of figure that out, um, we want to look at another passage, much like we did last week. Now we're going to look at another letter from Paul again. So the Apostle Paul, who wrote a lot of the New Testament, uh, and it's good for you to know his motivation uh, was always out of love when he wrote these letters to these churches and to this group of people. And he wanted people to love God, to love each other, to live better lives. And so he wrote this letter called Ephesians, okay? And many scholars believe it was more uh, of more of like a public speech than a letter at this point. Uh, but it was general encouragement, really, that people from all backgrounds could apply to their lives. And so that includes us today, too. So we're going to read. Uh, and one more thing before we look at Paul's words. Paul didn't really live in a dating culture back then. They didn't have, like, they weren't, like, dating. Like, hey, go out on a date. Like they, were, they had some arrangements, and it was a, a lot different than what we do today. He and his friends didn't exist in a world that included the prom and dating apps and friend zones and all this stuff. So although this passage doesn't specifically address dating, the truth that comes from it can certainly be applied to dating. And so this is how he starts. Ephesians 5.15, he says, Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Paul's basically saying here to pay attention to how you're living your life. Don't just let life happen to you, okay? And as you choose how you live, uh, live wise. And that's better to do than to be unwise, obviously. Uh, using words like, uh, wise and unwise when it comes to dating is really perfect, actually, um, because having someone in your life isn't necessarily, necessarily always um, as easy as, as something that is right or wrong, okay? It's not as easily uh, identified that way. Sure, it can be, but most of the time, dating decisions have more to do with, with being wise or, or unwise. It's rarely, um, it's rarely much about, is that person good or bad? And it's more about, are they good for me? Or, are they good for me right now? Like, is this the right time to date? You know, so timing is important. It's usually more about who they are making you become, if they're influencing you in the right way, and if it's even the right time for that kind of relationship in your life. So Paul is encouraging this, his audience here when he writes this letter to pay attention to what you do and do your best to make the best, makes the, make the wisest choices. And so this principle can be applied to just about anything, your friendships, school, your schedule, and dating. Um, but for the sake of today's conversation, here are some questions that you need to ask yourself when it comes to dating. I don't have these on the screen, but a couple questions to ask yourself when it comes to dating. 
Uh, first one is, at what point does a healthy interest in someone, okay, a healthy interest in someone, or the idea of dating, become an unwise obsession? Because that can be a really thin line sometimes. And then the second one is, and where am I on that spectrum? So where are you on, the, on that spectrum? So while relationships don't have obvious labels of if it's interest or obsession, we can probably identify some indicators or signs of interest or obsession. So we're going to do that right now. What are some indicators of interest? What are some indicators of, of obsession? Okay. So we're going to we have this little chart here, and on on the left it's it's interested, it's just fully interested. On the right, it's obsessed. You're obsessed. Okay. So if you're on the left, you're you're okay. If you're past the middle, if you're toward obsessed, then Reconsider your life choices. Um, so what about this one? Following someone on Instagram. Oh, it's, I would say that's interest, right? That's a healthy interest. You're just following someone on Instagram, right? What about liking and commenting on every single story you post on the Instagram from earlier today than back to the beginning of time? That would be obsession, I think, right? I think that's obsession. What about just saying hey to them in the hallway as you walk by them in school? That's interest, right? Hey, friendly hey, that's pretty good. Uh, taking the long way to get to your next class so you can walk by them, chasing them everywhere, that's probably bordering on obsession, right? So he's chasing after some girl there, obviously. You can't tell. He is. Oh, it looks like he's running back towards interested, so keep going that direction, dude. You're doing good. So Paul continues in verse 16. He says, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And does that not sound like a Bible verse or what? So you might be asking, are the days evil? Like, what does that mean? Should I be worried? Um, is Paul talking about a zombie apocalypse or something here? Well, no, actually, in the original language, the word that Paul uses here means annoying, difficult, or time-consuming stuff. Now you get it, right? Okay, making the most of every opportunity because the days are annoying. The days are difficult. These days are just time-consuming. Now, that we can relate to that, right? In other words, your time gets taken up by so much stuff that you have to do anyway that we have to make the most of what we have left, okay? Because the Bible talks about our life being as a vapor, okay? If I were to take a string and stretch it all the way from here to that GCC youth sign over there, you wouldn't be able to see your life on that string from where you sit because that's how short our lifespan is in the, in the, the span of eternity, okay? In the context of eternity. Think about that. So be wise with the days we have left. Paul is simply referring to a tendency that we have to waste time and to do unwise things and to make unwise choices. You've probably experienced this before. You've had a free day or a break from school, and you just wasted it. And you look back, you're like, man, I wish I could have saved that now that I'm back in school. I wish I had done more when I had the chance. Paul wants the readers of this letter that he wrote, and us, to make the most of the time that we have on earth. So when it comes to high school, these are some of the most unique years of your life. You'll look back at these days and be surprised at how important your current friendships are now and how memorable this time is in your life and how much this time in your life shaped you. And you can ask some of the adults in this room, and they will agree with that, I believe. And when everyone's talking and reminiscing about high school, you don't want to be, able to be the one who says, I missed that time with my friends because I was always with my girlfriend, who you may not have at that time, unfortunately. Okay? Or it sounds like it was fun, but I don't remember any of that because I, was on, I only hung out with my boyfriend, whoever it is. You know, 
You have a chance to encourage your friends. You have a chance to influence people who are younger than you. There's a context in which you can do this that is healthy while you date as well. So that's what's cool about this. There's a healthy way to do it. Hang out with friends. Stay with your friends as you're dating. And so you don't want to miss out on developing yourself in so many areas. And, And dating someone can be a part of that, but it shouldn't hold you back from doing those things. In other words, God has a plan for your life. I know you've heard that. But God has a plan for you specifically right now for your life in high school right where you are. It's not like I've told you this before. It's not down the road. It's not after you graduate and you turn 18. Now I'm an adult. Now I'm ready for my plan. God's plan for your life is right now, and you need to step into what that plan is. Okay, so and while dating can be part of that plan, it can also be a distraction from it. So don't be foolish and miss out on something great because of someone you're dating. So summarize, to summarize Paul's words here in the context of dating, here's one way to think about it. To make the wisest choice with the time you have, don't make anyone your everything, okay? Don't make anyone your everything. What does that mean? Well, don't give all your attention and focus to any one person so that you miss out on everything else that is good that's happening around you, okay? That's not a knock on your girlfriend. It's not a knock on your boyfriend. They're probably great. It's simply a statement about the best use of your time right now. And you have to answer this question. If da- is dating something that you can do with part of your time and part of your attention? If so, then awesome. Keep going. You have a ton of other parts of life to focus on right now. But if someone you're dating has become your everything, I mean everything, it may be time to reconsider who it is you're dating. That's just the truth. There's a balance, a harmony that God designed for you, okay? But if you can't find it with that someone in your life or it's negatively affecting you or other relationships, then it's time to take a step back and ask God to show you what is out of place in your life, okay? And sometimes we have to do that no matter where we are in life. If your dating life is holding you back from the rest of your life, it may be time to rethink some things. So how do you do that? Okay, well, here's what that looks like. Number one, get a life. Okay? When we become so obsessed with the person we're dating or with the idea of dating, our world can get very small. means we don't have enough room for anything else in our life except for the small world we live in where that boyfriend or girlfriend lives with us. And it's a tiny world. It's a two-people world, okay? It's a tiny one. We get tunnel vision, and he or she is the only thing we can think of, and they are the greatest thing that ever walked earth, the tiny earth that we live on. We lose a sense of perspective. And so in order to get that back, you have to start living a life that includes more than just one person. And that's why having groups of friends and accountability is incredibly important as you date in life. It's safety for you. It's a safety net. If you, um, you may or may not come to church here on Sunday, we're talking about rumble strips, safety things in place that God has put into your life to keep us safe from crossing the line that we shouldn't cross. The rumble strips on the road, you know, wake up, like, right? So... There, that's there for your safety. So first thing is get a life. Second thing, if you're currently in a relationship, don't write off the rest of the world around you, okay? Don't write them off. Don't ditch your friends. Don't, don't abandon people. Don't abandon your family. Uh, don't, in, don't lose interest in the things that used to energize you. Those passions and things are still in you, and they'll never leave. So if you, if you become um, misguided by this relationship in a different direction, then you're not going to be happy. Okay, that's not gonna that's not gonna mean happiness for you. So don't lose interest in those things. You were a whole person before this person came into your life, so don't lose the other parts of you 
because of him or her. Get back to the things that used to make um, up your world. Get back to being you. That's the second thing. And the third thing is, if you aren't dating anyone, stop thinking your life can't be good unless you're dating. Okay? It is okay. All right? Listen, you don't need another person to make you a whole person. Okay? You don't need another person to make you a whole person. And you don't need another person for you to have a complete high school experience. Okay? You don't need that. Go be you. Do things like you do. Do things that you like to do as well. Hang out with people you enjoy. If you meet someone along the way, great. It's wonderful. But don't spend high school waiting around for that person to show up or like Johnny Fastpants up here running after somebody all the time, okay? So there's way too much that is awesome about your life to not, uh, to not to be able to enjoy it because you wish you were in a relationship, okay? As you, as you head out today, as we come to a close here, on this second session, I want you to remember that I'm not saying don't date, okay? Let me be clear. I'm not saying don't date. Uh, dating can be a good thing. If you are dating, we want to help you date well, okay? So there is a good way to do it. But what I am saying is don't miss out on this incredible season of your life. It's a short season. You're like, man, I've been in school for like 10 years. Like, but it's a short season. You look back, you're like, oh, man. But that's what it's like, really. Don't miss out on it because you're taking dating too seriously. Don't miss the chance to figure out who you are because you were too consumed with a person, a relationship, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, okay? Don't make anyone your everything. If you feel like, maybe you feel like that's me. You know, maybe you're saying, you know what, okay, that's me. I'm a little bit consumed here, a little bit obsessed. I'm closer to Johnny Fast Pants than I am to Instagram like. Well, then maybe you can pull one of the leaders aside. If you're comfortable, pull one of us aside tonight and let us know that you'd like some help or just give us an idea if you feel comfortable, like, where you are. But they'll help you get things back into perspective. Why? Because just like Paul cared about the people he wrote to in Ephesians, they care about you, and they want you to have an incredible life and make the most of the time that you have in this season of your life. Let's pray. God, we thank you that, that you are God and that you know everything that is good and perfect for us. You have a plan for us, and your plan for us is not in the future. Your plan for us is right now. And so, God, we are grateful that when we do lose focus, when we do become too consumed with any one thing or maybe a person in our life, you can help redirect us. You can help guide us back to focus, back to where we need to be, because we can rely on your Holy Spirit who guides us and leads us and maybe lets some of us know that we're in a relationship that's just a little too, too much obsession going on, or maybe that we're in a relationship that is fine, but we need to keep pursuing you and keep going the course, keep running the race that we're running after you, God, because that's who we should be running after is you. And so, God, bring to our mind when we need to um, when we need to refocus, we need to, to get our attention back on you and back on things that, are, that we have taken our minds off of and our hearts off of and help us to understand how to date well, how to have healthy relationships in our lives, how not to abandon the people closest to us because, God, we don't ever want to be people who burn bridges. We want to be people who um, help restore others' lives, who pull people up out of the fire and who help rescue people and Bring people, bring people to life, and that is to bring people to you because you have saved us with such an amazing gift of grace and love and mercy with your son, Jesus, and we love you. We give you all the glory. It's your name we pray. Amen.